0: Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and welcome to the final episode in our series on Pinocchio, and this time we're finally doing an actual, authentic Italian version. Today I am joined once more by Conrado Falco, and earlier this year when we recorded our episode on AI, he was wondering if I was going to do any Italian versions, since the story is Italian and at the time I had my schedule mostly planned out, but it made me decide that even though I had a rough idea of which versions I was going to be doing, before I was done, I should at least do one actual Italian version of the story, and I figured that Conrado would be the perfect guest to join me. Today's movie is one I had at the back of my mind, is one I wanted to get to eventually, but I hadn't really seriously considered it as part of this batch until I was talking to Conrado. When I brought up that I wanted to do an Italian version, I gave him a couple options, and this is the one he picked. And I'm glad he did. This version is a movie that in many ways is truer to the book than any version we've covered so far, which apparently isn't a high bar to cross since Pinocchio as a concept for a film seems usually to be more of a template for a story rather than a blueprint, and people just like to do their own things with it, as we've seen time and time again these past few months. However, for as closely as this sticks to the book, this movie is also very bizarre both because the book is very bizarre, but also the choices they made while making this movie. And then adding on top of that, the reason this one is kind of famous, or infamous, the English dub. Wow, that really pushes it over the top. Meyer, John Cleese, Queen Latifah, Regis Philbin, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. The cast for this English dub was as if somebody dropped a list of celebrities into a hat and just randomly grabbed a handful and called it good. There's a lot more I could tell you about this movie, but I will save it for the podcast because we have so much to say about this one. First, I want to ask before we like get into anything: what is your like initial reaction to watching
1: this movie? <laughs> well, I can't believe that can be a complicated question. So, um, <laughs> it I it is I, for me too. Yeah. <laughs> I knew of this movie and I knew that it had an infamous reputation. I remember back in the late 90s, early 2000s, I was a pretty young kid, but I did see the movie Life is Beautiful when it came out. Um, my parents showed it to me and they loved it and, and all the adults around me loved it. And that's the movie that Roberto Benigni did, uh, which is basically like a holocaust drama but like it's kind of like a sentimental family-ish type movie where he has a kid that's in a concentration camp and he tries to make it you know this you know he tries to like spin things around for the kids innocence or something like that um that was a big hit he won the oscar for it and he followed it up with pinocchio in 2002 (laughs) and i knew that it had been a huge, huge bomb, and that the all the goodwill that he had from the previous movie kind of disappeared so much so that I never saw it. My parents were not interested in seeing it. Um, everybody knew that it was a huge stinker. So to finally see it was a very interesting experience because I got to be honest, when it first started, I thought, oh, this is actually kind of interesting. And, and it's not so bad. And then the moment he appears as Pinocchio is when I understood, (laughs) oh, I see what happened. (laughs) So that's kind of my experience of it.
0: So did you watch it in Italian or in English?
1: Um, you know, it's funny enough, I watched because, um, to peek behind the curtain, we we were supposed to record this podcast a couple of weeks or maybe even a month ago or so, but a while ago. Um, and then for scheduling conflicts, I had to reschedule and I had seen half of the movie back then. I saw the English version then, and then I decided since I, you know, had only half a movie to watch to switch to Italian for the second half. And that did improve things a little bit, but not a lot. <laughs> I thought it
0: improved it quite a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, the, the the dub is really, really terrible. I, but but you know, the Benini being cast as Pinocchio is a mistake. No matter what language it is in, it is true that it's better uh, yeah. in Italian. It's more. It's a little bit easier to swallow yes i think that
0: just the accents just sounds so wrong in everything in this movie i don't i don't know why it is but especially especially pinocchio
1: yeah and don't you remember who plays pinocchio in the english dub it's someone who's somewhat famous if i remember meyer reckon meyer which is (laughs) it's the most 2002 choice they could have (laughs) made And uh, yeah, you know, not someone who's known for his incredible voice acting. Let's just say that. Uh, he, yeah,
0: <laughs> like he's—I'm he, sure he's fine in some kind of a specific context where he would be playing someone similar to himself.
1: Right, <laughs>
0: but not as a, a 1800s Italian puppet child. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> Puppet Child, who's also a man-child, yes. a 50-something Italian guy playing a child for some reason. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, the choice to have
0: no children in this movie, all adults, like at, on the English version, they have a, an opening narration to sort of explain this way. This is not in the Italian version, mm-hmm. but they sort of paraphrase the opening of the book. Uh-huh. They it says, once upon a time, there was a king, our viewers will say. And that's similar to how it opens in the book, where he's talking to children. And then mm. he says, no, you're wrong. It's about a wood. But then it says, no, kids, in this tale, there is a place where animals can speak, a child can look like a grown-up, and very right. often grown-ups can act like children. Yeah strange. And that is not in the book. And it's also not in the Italian version. I think they just did that for American audiences for some reason.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know what it reminded me of, Uh, that choice, the the choice to have a a Benini play the part and also adults? It actually rekindled a memory from my childhood that I had forgotten about, which is that when I was really, really young, my mom took me to see a theater version of Pinocchio for like a children's theater thing. Mm -hmm. And obviously, in theater, you see adults playing children all the time, right? So I went to see Pinocchio. Pinocchio was played by an adult, and everyone else was played by an adult, as far as I can remember. But what I remember the most is that as a... How old was I? Probably like a five-year-old or something. I was extremely extremely terrified of of that I, it was it was it was so unsettling i was so disturbed that i had to leave the theater like barely minutes into the play just the moment that i saw a grown ass man in a pinocchio costume i just had to flee and started crying and this movie <laughs> you know it brought back those traumatic memories
0: <laughs> <sighs> i remember going to a children's theater when i was a kid but I just thought it was interesting that the adults were playing children. I don't think I was terrified because I think we saw one time I remember seeing Charlotte's Web and then another time was, mm-hmm. I don't remember which book it was, but it was one of the Ramona books and Ramona was an okay. adult. Okay. And that didn't disturb me. I just thought, oh, it's interesting. They have a short adult playing a child.
1: hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I was, and I went to other theater when I was slightly younger, you know, after I got over my trauma and that was not an issue anymore. But I think there is something about Pinocchio, the character in particular, (laughs) that is so eerie. And especially when uh, this movie, the way that Benigni plays him, it's just very, because he's not just playing a child, he's putting on this performance of a very manic, very Mm -hmm. you know, what an adult would think a child is like, who has never interacted with an actual (laughs) child, you know? And it's very disturbing because you're like, I don't know. It's like he's acting in a way that it's not real in any way. It doesn't feel emotionally real. It just feels like a clown trying to be a kid, you know? It's, It's just very disturbing to me. I guess in
0: his defense, Pinocchio is awful in the book. Like he is an awful, awful child. Mm-hmm.
1: I did appreciate that about this movie. And and I noticed that as well, a little bit about the um, the Guillermo del Toro version that came out last year, mm-hmm. um, that they skew a little cl- much closer to Pinocchio's personality from the book, which obviously the Disney version, which I love, very much changes that and, and turns him into a very different character, complete innocent, yeah. you know, in a way that is not really accurate of the original at all.
0: I think the Disney version of Pinocchio has skewed people's perception of what Pinocchio should be, because Mm. Pinocchio, if you're following the book, he is an awful, awful child, and the book is not a sweet story at all. I mean, even the Disney version was dark, but (laughs) we'll get into it later. The book is... yeah. deeply disturbing in places
1: yeah it's not only dark but it's not very sentimental which the disney movie really is in, in a beautiful way but the book is not that at all it's like a very picaresque comedy
0: have you read the book recently
1: um, not recently, but I, but I did read it at some point when I was, uh, probably a young teenager around that time. And I was, and I was surprised at the time. I don't think, I don't know if I finished the book actually, maybe I might've read just some parts of it, but I was very surprised by the differences. Cause I, like you were saying, I was expecting something different based on the Disney version.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I either read the book or had it read to me when I was a kid and then I went years without hardly ever thinking about Pinocchio Mm -hmm. and then I after I started doing this series I was like I'm doing versions of Pinocchio I should actually read this book again to brush up on what it is yeah I read it and then I bought a copy so that I could go through it as I because with this one by this point I have pretty much well actually I have completely finished the other Pinocchio's podcasts this is like the very last one that i'll be doing Mm -hmm. before going on to the next story yeah save the best for last it it kind of is (laughs) (laughs) so like i had read the book sort of towards the beginning i think i i probably bought it a little while after we recorded our ai podcast because that was one of the first ones i recorded even though it came like in the middle of the series Mm -hmm. so i had read the book before a few versions and then I haven't thought about Pinocchio for probably a couple months at this point because I was sort of done with it. And so I got it out again when I started watching this because I started realizing it that this version is truer to the book than any other version I have watched so far this year. That's very interesting. It it changes a lot of things, but it is very true to the book. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go through the book as I'm watching and see what they've changed and what's the same.
1: Yeah, when you told me this when we were you know trying to coordinate our schedules, and you told me that that you thought that this was very loyal to the book, I got actually really interested in that. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about that.
0: Yeah, I've I've pretty much I've watched the movie like at least three times, and I've gone through the book fully, not like not read page to page to page, but like as I was going through the movie, I'd watch a little bit, then stop, read the passage in the book, and then keep going. So mm-hmm. the past like three days have been just me focusing on this movie and this movie only. I thought I was going to be able to make my notes in one night. And it's taken me like three days to make
1: the notes. Oh, wow. (laughs) This is probably the most attention this movie has gotten in. I don't know how long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the way this
0: movie opens, they've completely made up. Hmm. This is, this is not in the book. And this is why it took me a while before I realized that this was very close to the book, because for the first chunk of this movie, it is not like the book at all. Okay. It opens with this Cinderella-style carriage being pulled by hundreds of mice mm-hmm. and a driver named Medoro, who has a weird, creepy nose.
1: Yeah, he's and supposed to be a dog, I think, right? He's like supposed a to be a poodle. Man.
0: A poodle, And I yeah. had completely forgotten about this character, because I think he's only in, like, one page of the book.
1: oh he is in the book interesting yes
0: yes and i completely forgot about him and i didn't realize that he was in the book until i was going through it and i came across a mention of Medoro, and i was like wait a minute this character we've seen several times in the movie is in the book and yes he is he's a poodle but he does not have a big role in the book they have greatly expanded it for this movie for some reason i don't know
1: why well, I, I have to say that that scene with the poodle and and the mice and the blue fairy, that was the the early scene. I think it looks a little bit striking. You know, the image of the mm-hmm. of the mice carrying the carriage. That's when I was thinking, oh, maybe this movie is a little more interesting than I thought it would be. You know, it'll have things that the other versions don't have. Maybe it'll go in an mm-hmm. interesting direction. So so far, I was into it. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: and this mice drawn carriage is in the book as well, but I think again, it's only in one scene with Medoro.
1: Okay, right, and and in the movie, he's recast as sort of like the blue fairies chauffeur basically right like his her driver yeah which he is in the
0: book too but like oh, i said okay. only in one scene
1: and in the movie in the movie he's not in that many scenes either right he's at the beginning and the end i think maybe a couple more he's sort of
0: sprinkled throughout the movie in a very minor role but it's still a much bigger role than he had in the book okay and this Midoro character is voiced by eric Idle, and the blue fairy is voiced by glenn close because like I'll, i'm gonna be talking about like three different versions of the story and the the first one that I watched is the American version and mm-hmm. it's the reason that this version is so infamous is because of this kind of terrible dub.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have heard from some people who are um Italian but that I don't know personally. I've seen some Italians defend the movie a little bit and say that there's things in it that are like, you know, actually kind of very funny and clever if you are italian you have a certain context for it i have Mm -hmm. yet to see read or hear a you know defense that actually explains to me what those things are or points them (laughs) out to me so i don't know but i I just want to throw out there the idea that you know if the movie was a little bit better received in italy than it was in the rest of the world and certainly in america
0: well when i watched it in italian with subtitles it played far more normally like it's still weird it's definitely yeah. still a weird movie but it felt more natural probably how they were intending it rather than having Freck and Meyer's strange interpretation of Pinocchio.
1: It is a little too much, right? Because when it's an Italian, yeah. you see Benin and you're like, okay, it's this, this annoying guy who's pretending to be a kid, but whatever. He's just doing mm-hmm. his thing. But when, it, when on top of that, you have this other voice that's trying yes. to, which is another adult, trying to sound like a kid in a voice that doesn't really fit with this incredibly Italian guy. You're like, mm-hmm. what is happening? It's just too many layers. Plus, I
0: think another layer that I don't know if you might have even caught this, I think that it's having the same problem that a lot of anime dubs have, in that they are trying to match the lip movements. I think in in the voiceover world, it's called the lip flaps. Mm -hmm. They're trying to match the English words to the way the mouth is moving in the film. And that can have mixed results in anime, but I think it's much worse in this version in live action
1: yeah is right because a lot of anime they just have what you were saying the flap they just open and close their mouth which is uh-huh. easier to do than when you're actually moving it like a human
0: yeah and i think part of the reason why it's so weird is that some things they've like changed the phrasing in a weird way to make it match the lip movements and in some cases they just made something up like it was not what hmm. they said in Italian at all.
1: Oh, that is interesting. I'm not surprised. Um, yeah, that is interesting. I mean, I have a lot of experience with dubs because um, I grew up in South America, like I was saying, and um, actually, I don't know if I mentioned that before, but I did grow up in South America, and a lot of movies, especially kids' movies, came uh, dubbed. And so, as a kid, I saw all of the Disney movies, for example, all the Harry Potters, all of that stuff was all dubbed. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I have a lot of experience with like later finding out, you know, people's voices actually sounded like and being a little shocked, you know, um, or or things like that. Like learning that Shrek had a Scottish accent, you know, that was not (laughs) that was not my experience of it.
0: Did they give him an accent for your version?
1: He didn't, but Donkey had a Mexican accent and there was a whole, a lot of um, Mexican specific humor for Donkey, which was a very, that's a very popular dub, actually. I think you won't, you will be able to find a lot of Spanish speaking people who will claim that the, the Trek is better in Spanish than it is in English because of <laughs> that very famous dub. Okay.
0: Did they have the same thing? Were they, were they trying to match words to the lip movements or was it just a direct translation?
1: I think it depends on the on the movie and i think you're right that that not all dubs are created equal i think we know mm-hmm. that and and the best ones uh yeah you you probably wouldn't go for for doing a match for the lips and just more for a match of well certainly for when the actors are moving their mouth but maybe not to like match the mouth movement so so closely and yeah. you will you would have a liberty to change certain words but it, it also translation is really hard. You know, I have translated a uh, place in the past and it's, and it's tricky because you do, you want to keep the meaning, but sometimes it doesn't quite make sense. And when you, you know, add timing into it, it's even harder. So mm-hmm. I don't envy the work of the people who had to, to do this job. Yeah.
0: I think that's why not all anime gets imported to the U S because I have watched some with just only subtitles. And sometimes it's hard for me to follow because I can tell that they're making a joke, but I don't understand what the joke is.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 And a lot of subtitles can be overly literal, especially for humor. And then you just the joke is completely lost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, back to
0: this opening scene again. None of this is in the book. The Blue Fairy is talking. There's like this butterfly flying around and she's talking about death and how it lasts too long and she asks Medoro if he's ever died and he says i haven't finished being born yet and anyway there's no such thing as time madam fairy mhm i i don't know what like is are they trying to like make this deep in some way cuz none of this is in the book the only thing that i can figure out is they're trying to give an explanation for why she dies in the middle of the story and then is back but even that doesn't really make sense
1: yeah it's hard to um yeah, I don't know. It's hard to make sense of that. But it is it is a weird movie that makes a lot of mm-hmm. weird decisions.
0: Yeah. And they they have this whole thing where he can't really see very well and he doesn't want to wear glasses. So he asks for more light and she makes it morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what they were going for with that either other than the fact that, oh, she's magic and she can change night into day.
1: Yeah, I guess that's that's enough, you know? <laughs> So after
0: this, we follow the butterfly that they were talking about, and it flies through the town and somehow knocks a massive log off a cart.
1: Yeah, that that moment, I also, like I said, so far I'm still kind of into the movie. I'm like, okay, butterfly is flipping over this massive piece of wood. I'm <laughs> kind of into it. I'm I'm ready to have like an alternative take to, for this much maligned movie, you know, I'm like, Oh, okay. There's going to be some cool, interesting stuff. It won't make any sense, but it'll be wacky. It'll be out there. Maybe this is like, you know, kind of like a Jerry Lewis movie or something that, it, but, you know, but then it, it isn't sadly. <laughs> and
0: this is one of those instances where they've added a bunch of dialogue that is not in the Italian version, because in the American oh. version, the police are yelling like, stop you hooligan, arrest that log. And yeah. then the 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 log flies through somebody's laundry and they act like it's trying to disguise itself. None of that is in the Italian version. They're just Oh, yelling, wow. catch it, get it.
1: Stop Oh, it. okay, okay. <laughs> so, so they so they so they clearly clearly in the, for the English version, they knew they had a stinker in their hands <laughs> and they just wanted to to do more to it. I also we should say this Maybe. is infamously this is a Harvey Weinstein production and we know, oh. you know that on top of all of his crimes, he was also notorious for um, altering movies, especially foreign movies, thinking that the average American viewer was too, you know, too dumb or too or not sophisticated enough to actually like something, uh, you know, from a different culture. So it had to be reworked. And so I'm not surprised that they're adding all this stuff, the narration at the beginning, extra yeah. jokes, extra lines, you know.
0: that. that- that kind of makes that make a little bit more sense now.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, this log is like flying through town. It's like picking up speed as it goes and eventually crashes into Geppetto's house and stops. And Geppetto is voiced by David Shouche in the American version. He takes it inside and he's talking about making a puppet. And his lines are strange. He like repeats himself twice. And I think it's the exact same recording that they've repeated twice. He's, <laughs> he says, you'll be like the son I never had and take care of me when I'm older. He says it once when he's outside and once while he's carving. And I'm pretty sure it's the exact same take. Just repeated. just
1: repeated it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: But in Italian, he says, you'll be the staff of my old age. I'm not sure what that means. I'm sure it's something that makes more sense in Italian. Maybe it's similar. Yeah. It's,
1: it's probably an expression to 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 say the same thing, right? You'll take care of me when I'm older. You will be my cane yeah. when I'm old. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But again, none of this was in the book. The whole beginning is different. In the book, the log for Pinocchio was first found by somebody completely different, somebody named Master Cherry, who is like... I, it, today, you might call him a frenemy of Geppetto. Interesting. <laughs> he gives him the log, but he insults him by calling him Polandina, which refers to the color of his wig, which resembles cornmeal, which oh. they've, they've actually gotten correct in this movie. But in the en- English dub, it's ca- it's repeatedly called eggs, but it's cornmeal specifically. Mm, cornmeal, that's where yeah. The na- the, the that name makes came sense. From. And then they have a knockdown drag out brawl, during which they are both injured, but then after the fight, they say they have settled their accounts and are friends again. And Geppetto lives <laughs> home with the log.
1: <laughs> that's nice. I was—that's good to know that the. I was wondering why Geppetto has this like very strange wig in the movie, but so it's good to know that that's from the book. I did not remember that.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: It's a very bad wig, but it's good to know it's on <laughs> yes. purpose. Yes. So he
0: starts carving it into a puppet. He has like this full minute plus long conversation with it. And this is where he's talking about the wig and there's a joke about it looking like eggs, but it's supposed to be cornmeal or cornmeal pudding. Uh-huh. And...
1: Yeah. Polenta, as they call it in Italian. Yeah. That makes a lot yeah. of sense.
0: So it's it's like at least a minute before he finally realizes he's speaking with a log and then he runs outside thinking that he's going out of his mind but in the italian version he doesn't say anything about thinking he's going crazy he's like did i actually hear a log speaking Mm
3: -hmm.
0: like he's questioning whether he actually heard it he's not thinking that he's going crazy which i mean i think i would think i was going crazy so i can i can i know why they added that to the american version right yeah it all feels weird but it feels more natural in italian
1: yeah, definitely. Um, and that's when, when the nightmare begins, right? That's our first scene <laughs> with actual Pinocchio. And it is, I feel like you will know it immediately, whether or not you can endure this movie. The moment he appears, <laughs> he's jumping around, he's screaming, he's laughing maniacally, he is like... Um, He's a lot. He's jumping on the table. He's running around, destroying everything in his wake. So people who are, you know, prone to not tolerate the shenanigans of Roberto Benigni are in for a, for a tough time. <laughs> I can't imagine being one of the first people to see this movie in the theater when this scene plays and, we, and just think, "Oh boy, what have I gotten into?"
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do, they have changed this somewhat from the book, but his whole. I don't know, pattern of behavior feels true to the book. Even if it's not exactly what happened, it feels true to the book. Because, like I said, Pinocchio was awful in the book. Yeah. And you also have a line which I think a lot of versions do about carving him out of pine, so we'll name him Pinocchio. But that... I don't know where that originally came from. I'm going to guess the Disney version because in the book, he is named Pinocchio because Geppetto knew a very lucky family who were all named Pinocchio. The father was Pinocchio. The mother was Pinocchia and the children were all named Pinocchi. Mm, Interesting. And that's why he named the puppet Pinocchio. (laughs) There's nothing about him being made of pine. So I'm guessing that that joke originated from the Disney version and now Every version does that because it kind of makes more sense. There's a lot of things that I think people take from the Disney version because it makes more sense than the book. The book is weird. The book is just, it's a trip.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're the expert in the book at this
0: point, I would say. <laughs> kind of at this point. Uh, I've I've gone through it enough that I know more than I ever thought I would about Pinocchio. <laughs> so, yeah, Pinocchio... He comes to life and he rampages, causes destruction, escapes into the town. And, well, in both American and Italian version, he gets arrested, but then he escapes and Geppetto is arrested in his place. But in the book, Geppetto is the only one arrested because they think he's abusing Pinocchio. <laughs> so they let Pinocchio go and drag Geppetto off to jail in the book.
1: Which... Um, which I kind of, I think it's kind of funny. I feel like I, I, I wish there was a version of Pinocchio that like, and I was hoping that this would be it. And it's not that would lean more into that, into the chaos, into the, the very, like we were saying the very dark soul of the book that it's so chaotic. It feels like, um, not necessarily a family thing, but it's almost like a Looney Tunes cartoon or something, you know, something that is so manic and, and out there. And it's not sentimental and it's not about like mm-hmm. you know um father and son and family or whatever. I would like to see that version at some point.
0: If they do a version that is completely true to the book, the only way to do it would be like a looney tunes style. Otherwise it's mm-hmm. going to be rated
1: R. Sure, sure. <laughs> but I but I would love that. I would watch that.
0: <laughs> this kind of reminds me of in my next project I'm working on versions of the nutcracker. And I recorded a version with my friend Jenna. There's a version of the Nutcracker from the 90s where it's kind of, it seems like they're going for a Disney-esque style. But in the story of the Nutcracker, like the story of the Nutcracker is almost as bizarre as Pinocchio, which I didn't realize until (laughs) getting into it, kind of like with this.
1: So many of those 19th century things are kind of crazy and wacky. Those European stories, they were were going through a lot.
0: (laughs) But in the middle of that story, they they have the story of where the nutcracker came from. And his origin involves people having to bite a nut that is so hard that it breaks everyone's teeth who tries to bite it. (laughs) And when they go to that part of the story, the animation style completely changes into something that looks like 1960s Looney Tunes. And Hmm. I was like... That is a smart choice, because if they had tried to do straight-up Disney-style, that would have been Nightmare Fuel.
1: (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point.
0: (laughs) So it would have to be something like that with Pinocchio. If they're going to do a bunch of the stuff that happens in the book, it's got to be Looney Tunes, or it's going to be rated R. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: So yeah, Geppetto gets dragged off to jail, and they've kind of changed... I, I sort of changed it. Like, I don't know if jail and poorhouse are supposed to be the same but in the italian version they tell him he has to pay for the damages or go to jail and in america the american version they say you're going to pay for all of this or you're going to be spending a very long night in the poorhouse which seems weird and I, again maybe that was to match the lip movements that they changed that i don't know the dialogue was so clunky especially everything between the police and geppetto it's like <laughs> the script was abysmal Mm-hmm.
1: Also, what do we make of the fact that he, there is absolutely no makeup at all to try to make him look like a puppet. He just looks like this 40 <laughs> something Italian
0: guy. But everyone recognizes him Everybody as a, a puppet. Everybody recognizes him so... as a puppet.
1: And also not to, no, okay, we'll save this for the end because there's something very, very <laughs> disturbing that happens near the end of this movie. I, I think I know
0: what you're talking about. I'm... Yeah, I'm sure you
1: will mention it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. So, yeah, Pinocchio escapes from the police, and then he like rampages through the countryside, terrorizing some birds, and then goes home. And then you've got more weird dialogue changes. He says he's starving and he's looking for cookies, and he finds the talking cricket and demands to know where Geppetto hides the cookies. None of this is in the Italian version. <laughs> like, hmm. they are speaking, but their dialogue Feels, Something completely different. Yeah, and the cricket huh. is also voiced by John Cleese, which is also kind of strange because it's not John Cleese at all, and his voice is so recognizable. And to have it coming out of this little cricket man is strange. Yeah, <laughs> but the w- the way they're talking, their dialogue is just all over the place. He's talking about not wanting to go to school or learn anything and finding a trade, and it they're like jumping from topic to topic with like zero natural segues. But in the Italian version, it all feels a lot more natural. They're talking about the same things, but because they weren't replacing half of it with talking about cookies, it flows a whole lot more naturally. And the cricket is basically telling him, woe to children who don't obey their parents. But then like in the American version, he's he's like making donkey noises and says, that's you, by the way. None of that is in the Italian version. It's like they they made up half of this conversation for the American dub.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, the the Like the first half especially is the reason why I say that the Italian version greatly improved the movie for me. Because this mm. first, especially the first half, these first few scenes are kind of awful with the, the dialogue changes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it is really bad. And that's the half that I watched in English. So, so I know. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then there's another change too, where in the American version the cricket tells him that boys like him will end up in the fireplace or a barn. And then he brays at him like a donkey again. But in the Italian version, he says boys like him end up in jail or the hospital. And then that's where you get the scene where Pinocchio tries to smash him with a hammer. Hmm. And in the book, he actually does smash him with a hammer. It's unclear in both the English and Italian version, whether he's actually dead. It is more clear in a later scene in the Italian version, but the, American version really glosses over the fact that he's trying to murder him. He, j- he seems to escape in this scene, and they don't mention it. In a later scene, the cricket introduces himself as the spirit of the cricket, but that is not in the American dub.
1: Huh. Okay, okay. And is that close to the book, or...? or... In the
0: book, he straight up murders the cricket.
1: Right, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he like, <laughs> yeah, he kills them almost immediately. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was also shocking when I first read it. I was like, oh, wow, he was such a big part of the Disney version. He's here for like two pages.
0: Yeah. And he does come back as a ghost, but Mm -hmm. he is murdered in his first appearance. And he does not have nearly as big a role as people think because of the character of Jimmy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's right. But yeah, the cricket does stick around for quite a bit in in this version of the movie.
0: Yeah, he's in this version a lot more than he's in the book, Mm -hmm. which I think is a carryover from the Disney version
1: yeah probably there are just certain things that are just too ingrained because that's the Mm -hmm. version that uh, even italians probably grew up with that version at this point
0: probably but after the cricket is either dead or gone pinocchio's like grumbling about how terrible everything is and then he falls asleep and geppetto comes home and he's just on fire in the middle of the room but in the book he falls asleep next to the fireplace and burns his feet off Mm -hmm. (laughs) so (laughs) geppetto comes home and can't get in the house And he's mad at Pinocchio for not letting him in, but Pinocchio literally can't let him in because he's lying on the floor with no feet. (laughs) But in this one, he's just kind of randomly on fire for a little bit, and Geppetto puts him out. It's it's kind of strange. And Pinocchio then tells him about his day and talks about the cricket and then wants a new suit because he ruined the one that he's wearing. And Geppetto is upset with him, but Pinocchio promises to be good, and Geppetto forgives him. This this is a scene where I maybe this is one that they were talking about of a joke not translating to America because in this scene, and I don't know if this is a joke or not, he gives him a pear, but Pinocchio wants it peeled. Mm-hmm. And the dialogue is different in Italian. He he says that he wants it peeled because it's not appealing with the peel. And I don't know if the the two words would translate. It feels like a pun to me, but in English.
2: Mm
3: -hmm.
0: so i don't know if that's a joke that they did not translate to the american version because in the american version he just talked about peels being gross and dirty it's weird
1: interesting it's weird that they wouldn't just go for the easy joke yeah that's
0: what i thought it was like uh, of all the things that they try and add as jokes why not add the one that feels naturally like a joke
1: yeah i don't know it's just one of the more, another bizarre choice in this movie, and in yeah. this dub, especially.
0: Yeah. So then I think it's the next day, and Geppetto comes home with a book, and he tells Pinocchio that he's been in the poorhouse because of him, but he'll forgive him if he goes to school. But that dialogue is not in the Italian version. He just tells him that he's been out to buy him this book, and then you learn that he has sold his jacket to buy this book.
1: Huh. They are really quite different, one and yeah. the other. They're yeah. going for different. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's it's strange the changes. And it's that strange they made. because the changes don't. I mean, obviously they don't make it better. They don't yeah. necessarily make it worse either. They just make it more baffling. It's not like, like the Italian <laughs> yeah. version is not good, but you're just like <laughs> making it even more confusing.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, and another small strange change that is neither good nor bad in the american version he gives him a hat made of bread but in italian it's breadcrumbs, and in the book it's dough so sure i don't know (laughs) but then this this is the point where i started thinking that i needed to like go back and like compare everything to the book because i started recognizing a lot more things and wondering how it was different from the book because here Mm -hmm. pinocchio goes to school but stops at a puppet show and he ends up selling his book for four cents so he can get in Mm -hmm. and the puppets are all alive for some reason which i couldn't remember from the book but in the book they are actually alive like him being a puppet and alive is not weird because Uh, all puppets mm -hmm. are alive in the book
1: yeah yeah (laughs) and in the in this movie as well yeah i definitely wonder about that
0: They still have strings. The other ones do.
1: Right. His Uh, distinction is he has no strings. As we all know.
0: (laughs) But yeah. So the puppets being alive, I guess, is not weird because in the book, it's not weird. They're all alive. The thing that is weird, though, is the puppet master, Mangia Mm -hmm. he's a giant for some reason, and he is not in the book. He's just a normal human in the book. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and that was kind of confusing to me because I forgot in that scene that the puppets are all human-sized because in that scene, he's a giant, and I thought, oh, he's regular, and the puppets are puppets, so they're smaller. That's what I thought, too. (laughs) But then, of course, the moment Pinocchio steps out into the city, you realize, oh, no, he's just as tall as every other human. He's not even child height. You know, he's just uh, a guy. Um, So, yeah, that was confusing.
0: Yeah, so I don't know what's... Up with the choice to make Mangio Fuoco a literal giant.
1: I will say I thought. Well, I was going to say I thought it was funny. It 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 isn't. I thought it was funny in theory. The idea of the scene in which Pinocchio pleads for his life with Mangifoco. I guess what I want to say is like I could, I can't imagine a version of that scene that would actually be funny with the exact same dialogue it would just have to be played a little bit differently by Benini um mm-hmm. when he's like you know it's talking about his brother and and he's trying to say you know give himself such a bad such a sad backstory that the that the giant takes pity on him um so at that point i was kind of in the in the realm of like oh this is kind of a wasted opportunity in the movie when i was still had a little bit of patience for it <laughs> Yeah,
0: I don't really know how I feel about this scene because it's just so weird. I think the fact that he's a giant completely threw me off and I didn't find any of it funny. I just mm-hmm. found it weird. It was also even more weird when I went, I was like, who is playing him? It's Kevin James
1: Oh, in the, the American version. <laughs> <Interesting>. He's actually
0: <laughs> putting on an accent. Yeah, yeah. He's like the best actor in this. <laughs> Which is weird to say that, that Paul Blart Mall Cop is the best actor. They should have the done that with
1: the whole movie. I think I that's another mistake. Everyone should have had an Italian accent because at least then it would have been just like bizarre was, from the beginning in an yeah. appropriate way. You know, you yeah. could just be like, "Oh, they're all Italian and they're all wacky, whatever." Yeah. Right? It's not like Breck and Meyer and John Cleese, or you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, that. It, everything about this movie is weird but i i've kind of gotten to the point, point where i kind of love that about it
1: <laughs> yeah i, I kind of wish i did too i kind of wish i loved this movie you know it reminds me have you ever seen the movie clifford with martin short uh-uh. where he he plays a kid but it's martin short middle-aged guy and he just everyone in the movie thinks he's just a kid and he kind of terrorizes Char- charles groding it's a <laughs> it's a funny movie that was not a hit I think when it came out but a lot of people have reclaimed it and I was hoping that this would be kind of like that it's so grotesque and so weird that I feel kind of like oh this is actually really funny and in, in its own way but sadly it is not on the level of something like Clifford
0: oh, okay interesting I'll have to look into that one at some point maybe
1: yeah, it's a lot. I, I I wouldn't expect everyone who sees it to like it, but I think it's a if you are into it, its particular kind of humor, I think you would really enjoy it a lot. Depends. A lot of this just
0: depends on my mood too, because not all movies like this are going to be something that I'm going to love. I I That's think true. I just spent too long on this. I, yeah, you have Stockholm Stop syndrome. syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this this whole thing is changed from the book as well, because in this version. He is going to eat Pinocchio. Mm -hmm. But, like, why? (laughs) In the book, he's going to use him as firewood to cook stew.
1: Which makes more sense. Because he's
0: wood. Right. So, like, why is he going to eat a wooden puppet? Like, I know he looks like he's flesh, but he's still technically wood.
1: Yeah, that makes things even more confusing.
0: Yeah. And then some of this is in the book some of it is not mandio Fuoco sneezes when he is sad but mm-hmm. like it's in the book he said it says he has an odd habit of sneezing instead of crying when he's sad
3: mm-hmm. so
0: in this like the dialogue is weird especially in the american version they say he's he's just a big softy and he sneezes when he gets emotional and when he hears something sad he gets a bellyache and loses his appetite they've changed that dialogue a bit. So it just sounds weird in the American Mm -hmm. version. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the point of this is that Pinocchio needs to find a way to make him really sad so that he'll let him go. So then you have, (laughs) Pinocchio tells him that his father is so poor, he had to fry his own hair because it looked like an egg. And then Uh that, that is different in the Italian version because again, it's supposed to look like cornmeal or polenta. Mm -hmm. And I think that he says he's, so hungry he almost ate his wig because he mistook it for cornmeal pudding so they they changed that again I guess neither good nor bad it's just weird a weird change Mm -hmm. maybe they thought Americans wouldn't know what cornmeal pudding is I don't know yeah (laughs) but he also says he never knew his mother and he has a brother who is very sick but then he changes the story so his brother is dead Mm -hmm. and then he changed again his brother keeps dying
1: yeah he died twice yeah (laughs) And then there's, he goes
0: into this whole thing about be, them being so poor they can't afford a corpse at his brother's funeral. But then mm-hmm. the neighbors are so rich that they could afford a funeral with six or seven corpses. And that—that's the only part that made me almost laugh because it's just so ridiculous.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That part is what I was like. This could be funny in the hands of a different person. <laughs> Probably, yes, it, you could make a funny scene out of this. Yeah.
0: But, like, the first time I watched it was just with Breck and Meyer, and it's like, this is weird. This is Mm -hmm. so weird. Yeah. So I guess all of this was apparently so touching that he has a sneezing fit, and he's, like, blasting all the puppets backwards. And he tells Pinocchio that he's broken his heart, so he wants a kiss on the nose, which is weird, but it sort of happens like that in the Italian version, so whatever. (laughs) (laughs) He has compassion on him. He says he'll spare him, and his... Well, at first he says he's going to, well, in the book, he says that he's going to use a different puppet instead of him as Firewood, and then Pinocchio doesn't want the other puppet to die, so he offers himself again instead, and then he's so touched that he says he'll spare everyone. So mm-hmm. they, like, the the point of the book is to make Pinocchio a better person. So this is like one of the first instances of him doing something good, and they don't have that in, in this movie. <laughs> Like like half the book doesn't make sense either, but it something like that sort of makes sense. And (laughs) they'll, it's also weird. Uh, This is the only thing that I can think of for why they made him a giant, because in the book that when he's going to give him a kiss, it says he scrambled up his beard, like a squirrel. (laughs) So that, I think th- in the book, they're probably just thinking of him as a little puppet next to a human. So, But then they don't have him scramble up his beard like a squirrel in the movie. So who knows? I think I'm just, <laughs> I'm defending something that doesn't need to be defended. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, in any version, he gives him five golden coins to take home to his father. So that's where this all leads to, is the five coins.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the five coins, which is the whole thing with the... That's when we get to the famous nose scene, right? That happens right after, I think? Or close behind? Which scene? When when his nose grows, when he's lying. He's lying about the five coins, I think, right? When that happens?
0: Well, later on with the blue fairy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, his nose does not grow in the story as much as people think, because... Again, I think this is something brought on by the Disney version. They really made a lot of the nose growing when he lies, and that just almost never happens in the book. It happens once or twice, but it's almost immediately fixed.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't happen in the in the Disney movie that much either. It's I mean, it's a big set piece moment, but it only happens once, right? I remember remembering wrong.
0: I think it. Uh, I think it only happens the one time. Yeah. But it is, it is one of the things that people associate most strongly with Pinocchio. But yeah. it is not a huge part of the book. It's just like one tiny weird thing that happens in a book full of, full of weird things. things.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he has these five coins and he goes out, he's going home, and then he gets stopped by the cat and the fox who in the American version are played by Eddie Griffin and Cheech Marin.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Should have gotten Tommy Chong to play the other guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they should have. But this is all very similar to the book. They tell him that he can turn his five coins into thousands if they go to a land where farmers grow gold. In the American version, they call it nincompoop land. Mm
3: -hmm. In
0: the Italian version, they call it the land of feather brains. But in the book, depending on the translation, because different translations call different things different things, Mm -hmm. my version calls it the city of simple Simons, but other versions call it catch fools. So it's strange. I don't know. It yeah,
1: catchful sounds to me like it's probably closer to the literal yes, translation of the Italian, especially
0: name. when you get to a joke later on, which uh-huh. is a joke that they did try to translate, even though it's weird. we'll we'll get to it. it uh-huh. It is one of the jokes they did actually try to translate well.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, they need to go to a place that they call Miracle Meadow, but in the book and in an Italian, it is the field of miracles. In my translation, it says the field of wonders, but I like the field of miracles better. And they give him the story about if he plants this gold in the field, it'll grow a tree filled with more coins. And they pretend that they don't want any of it. It's all for his father. And they actually have this scene at the inn, which in the book, I think it's called the Inn of the Red Lobster. I think they call it the Red Prawn Inn in the movie. I'm not sure. I think I heard somebody say that at one point. But they're, they're only staying there till midnight for some arbitrary reason. And at that point, Pinocchio is supposed to wake up and meet them outside to go to this field. But when he wakes up, they've already left. And he has to pay for everything, because they didn't want to offend him. So he's now down to four gold pieces. Mm-hmm. On his way to find Miracle Meadow, he runs into the cricket again. There's a line like, I thought you were dead. And in the book, he is dead. Right, But in, in this version in the italian version he calls himself the spirit of the cricket and he's actually glowing so he's a ghost they just changed this for the english dub for some reason i don't know maybe it's... it's too traumatizing to have him have actually killed the cricket i don't know
1: yeah i guess
0: but he's basically warning him against get rich quick schemes and pinocchio won't listen to any of his advice so he disappears with a final warning to watch out for assassins which is true to the book and the fox and the cat come back as assassins, which they, they've changed this a little bit for the movie, but it is similar. They've changed how he gets away from them. And this is one of the things where this would be rated R if they actually did the scene the way it is in the book. Because in this version, he escapes when they accidentally set themselves on fire. But in the book, he hides the coins in his mouth. And they attack him and try to pry them out of his mouth. And he bites off one of their hands. Oh! But when he spits the hand out, he's surprised to find that it's a cat's paw. Which is your first clue as to who these assassins are. Because he's actually bitten off the paw of the cat. So, yeah, that's something I have never seen anyone actually be true to the book with in any version.
1: (laughs) Except except when I make my Looney Tunes (laughs) version.
0: I mean, that probably could work in a Looney Tunes version. It'd be a lot less traumatizing if it's cartoony and
1: ridiculous. Exactly.
0: Are you enjoying this episode of the podcast? Do you want more content for me and my friends on the iHeartMovies Podcast Network? We have exclusive bonus episodes, extended episodes, preview content, and more waiting for you right now on Patreon. Patreon. Patrons also get the chance to request episodes, so if you want me to cover something I've never done before, sign up and let me know. At this point, he escapes and finds the House of the Blue Fairy. In the movie version, she tells him that there's no one home, and she's not there either, and then she goes back inside. But in the book, she says that she's dead, and she's waiting for the coffin to take her away. (laughs) Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so make of that what you will the, there's a lot about the fairy that is just not explained she's a very weird character so the assassins then catch up to him again and he hides the coins in the dirt and they hang him in the book they try to chop him first with giant knives but the wood he's made of is so hard that the knives shatter and they hang him instead
1: oh that's interesting uh i d- i did know this part i remember Either reading or hearing about the how he gets hung, and that's one of the things that people bring up when they're talking about mm-hmm. how much darker the book is.
0: Well, it's even more dark when you know that this is where the book originally ended. Right. <laughs> because this was supposed to be like a gruesome morality tale about being a obedient and a good child, and Pinocchio is none of that. So death by hanging was his punishment for how awful he'd been through the rest of the story. Mm -hmm. but after he was done writing the story the editor requested a better ending
1: more pinocchio
0: yeah this is only like a third of the way through the book so he he wrote a lot more after he was requested a better ending but yeah after this you get another scene that's not in the book the fairy is looking out of the window and says that it was a shame because pinocchio was such a beautiful puppet And Midoro agrees with her and then tells her goodnight, and then is horrified by his own reflection because he says there's an old man in the house. And she tells him it's a mirror, and he seems offended at that and says mirrors are not what they used to be, and leaves. And then she's just looking sadly out the window at Pinocchio hanging. But in the book, there was no conversation about a mirror. The fairy sends a falcon to cut Pinocchio out of the tree and then report back to her if he was still alive. And the falcon thinks he might be alive but he isn't sure so the fairy sends midoro to fetch him in the mouse drawn carriage so Mm. very different to this scene yeah so after this you get the whole scene with the doctors the owl the crow and the cricket and at this Mm -hmm. point i'm not sure like the cricket is never described as a ghost again in the book so they don't ever have him glow again so it's like maybe he's back to life i don't know i don't know what's up with the cricket yeah But either way, either in the American version or the Italian version, all the dialogue seems to be close enough to what's in the book, just trying Mm -hmm. to figure out whether he's truly alive or not. Right. Once they figure out that he's truly alive, they leave, and you have the scene with the fairy trying to give him medicine.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Which he refuses. And she tries bribing him with candy, which in the book and in the Italian version, it's a lump of sugar. Mm -hmm. They just say candy in the American version. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he eats the candy and still refuses. And she tells him that he's going to die if he doesn't take the medicine. He has a fever in the book. Like he, they don't really explain that the American version. I think they mention it a little. Like there might be like one line in the Italian version. But the the fever is the reason for this medicine.
1: Yeah, this is another scene that I thought has the potential to be funny. In different hands. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did think that the moment when they walk in with the coffin to like take him, you know, was The Undertaker kind of Rabbits. The Undertaker Rabbits. Yeah, that was kind of bizarre and f- and and funny. It reminded me of David Lynch and his rabbits um, uh, in a way that I thought uh, made me chuckle a little bit and it made me think, oh, this could have been much better and, and in different hands. Even with this bizarre script, if you could play it a little differently, it could have worked. Mm-hmm. This this is
0: one of the things where I was kind of shocked to learn that the rabbits were actually from the book, because I watched the Guillermo del Toro version before I read the book again, Uh like I read it years ago when I was a kid, so I forgot almost everything from the book. So I just assumed that the rabbits were something that he made up, because there's a lot that the Guillermo del Toro version just makes up, which is fine.
1: Yeah, it's very different, yeah.
0: So I just assumed that this is part of his whole afterlife that he made up. I didn't realize that the Undertaker rabbits who take away the dead are actually from the book. And I thought it was cool that you actually see them in another version, because that's another thing that there's, it's such a brief scene in the book that nobody ever does them in their versions, at least the ones that I've seen so far.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, the the arrival of these Undertaker rabbits freaks him out enough to finally take the medicine, so they leave. And then he starts going crazy again. He's like jumping on the bed and then she wants to know why the assassins had hung him and he starts making up a story which ends up with the scene of him growing the long nose.
1: Yeah, that's when he's lying about the the coins, right?
0: Yeah. And then you have a line that's actually from the book that I don't really understand. I don't know if this is supposed to be like some old Italian adage that just doesn't translate well anymore. But the line is, there are two kinds of lies, lies with short legs and lies with long noses. Mm -hmm. And that's from the book. And it has been used in a couple different versions of Pinocchio. But I don't know if it actually has some sort of significant meaning beyond just the fact that his nose grows. I don't know if it originated somewhere else or not.
1: Yeah, I wonder if that's a common Italian phrase or something that was said even just at the time that people would have recognized. Yeah.
0: That's what I assumed, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know either.
0: But after his nose grows, he confesses that he was actually lying, so she fixes it. And he, at this point, leaves, saying he wants to buy a coat for his father to replace the one that he had to sell to buy the book.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: And this is very different from the book. Like, extremely different. Because in the book, his nose grows so long he can't even turn around in the room and the fairy has zero pity on him. She wants him to learn his lesson to never lie again. And he's just stuck like this crying for hours. <laughs> so after he's been sufficiently punished, the fairy summons thousands of woodpeckers who come in and peck his nose down to size.
1: Ah, oh, That's great. <laughs> this is great for my Looney Tunes version. <laughs> it
0: is. It really is. But that would have been really disturbing in this version where he's basically a human.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't look like wood at
0: all. Yeah. So then, in the book, she tells him that she would like him to live with her and be her little brother because at this point, she's basically a young girl. She changes ages throughout the book. Like, oh, she's...
1: interesting. So it looks like she wait. Does she? She also died in the book. Is that where she says that she's waiting for the coffin or whatever?
0: Yes, but she dies later. Oh, like, interesting. She, she so it's not them... like she
1: is living through many life cycles. Like, she gets old, she dies, she becomes a girl, and, and like that? It's not like that? Maybe? I...
0: It's it's unclear. Like, I okay. don't really understand the fairy's gimmick. She's sure. she's just weird. Like, everything in the book, she's just weird. Mm-hmm. But she tells him that she wants him to be her little brother and live with her. And she says that she's already sent for his father. They're all going to live together in her home in the woods. And apparently Geppetto is already on his way. So Pinocchio decides to go meet him. And then that's where the two versions kind of converge again, because he goes out to meet Geppetto, whereas in the movie version, he's going out to buy him a new jacket. And mm-hmm. then that's where he runs into the fox and cat again. He still wants to go to Miracle Meadow, because he, wa- he still wants to plant these coins and grow a coin tree. Right. So in both the movie and the book, that's where this meeting them again leads. Mm-hmm. They want to know how he got out of the tree, And he's asking them if they... He tells them about the assassins and asks if they can still go to Miracle Meadow. And (laughs) Pinocchio is also very dumb because in the book, he notices that the cat's paw is in a sling and he does not put two and two together. He just bit this cat's paw off. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's obvious to the reader, but Pinocchio has no idea. He just... He still thinks that these two are his friends and the assassins are two totally different guys. Right. And in the book, they explain his paw away by saying that they met a wolf who was starving to death and the cat was so kind that he bit off his own paw to give it to the wolf to eat (laughs) and pinocchio cries at how wonderful and selfless the cat is (laughs) (laughs) the book is
1: so weird yeah it sounds like the author of the book really hates pinocchio (laughs) i think the author of the book and really hates hates children (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's true
0: So then after this, it starts going back to being similar to the book. They change some details, but it's close enough. They go to the field to plant the coins, and they tell him that he needs to leave for a half an hour, and when he comes back, it'll have grown into a tree and multiplied thousands of times over. Mm -hmm. Except, obviously, this is a lie, and when he gets back, they've stolen the coins. The biggest difference from the movie version is who meets him here. In the book, it's a parrot, and in this... It's the cricket again. There's like a ton of random animals in the book, like so many random animals. So it kind of makes Hmm. sense that they wanted to pare that down and just make it some recurring characters. Right. But all the stuff that happens in this scene is basically the same. It's just the parrot instead of the cricket in the book.
1: Right. It's close enough.
0: Yeah. So at this point, he goes to the nearby town, which they apparently in this movie... (laughs) <laughs> they they changed it from the book in the italian version and the american version but it all sort of means the same thing because in the book it's catch fools right. in italian it's sap trap and okay. in the american version it's grab a dimwit and it's all sure. to, it's all to lead to a joke because mm-hmm. he goes into town to report the theft and he gets jailed by a gorilla judge who looks like a chimp in this version. He does not look like a gorilla. Also, this guy is voiced by David Chouchet again, mm-hmm. who is eating a lollipop, which I think sort of ties into the scene in the jail with. I, that's not in the book. I don't. The lollipops are something added to this movie for some reason. I don't know why. Okay. And it's not really clear, at least in my translation. And when I looked it up online, they say he was jailed for the crime of foolishness. That's not clear in my version of the book. And it's not clear in this movie very much that except for the name of the town, because like in the American version, he says in something like in the name of the town of grab a dimwit, grab that dimwit or Mm -hmm. trap that sap in Italian, or I'm going to guess catch that fool if my right. version had, I'm, I'm assuming that's how it would be in the book, but my version calls it the land of simple Simons, I think, which I don't mm-hmm. think is, like, if if this all is to go on, I don't think that my translation is as accurate as it could be. Right. So he's apparently supposed to be jailed for five years, but in the book, he is jailed for four months, after which time he is released along with a bunch of other criminals as part of a celebration because like the king was victorious over their enemies or something i can't remember exactly it's it's not what it is in the movie in the movie mm-hmm. the the release happens because the king had a kid but they also change this completely because when he's thrown into jail he meets a kid who is an adult <laughs> named leonardo but in the italian version his name is and i'm probably going to mispronounce this Lucianiolo. luciagnolo it's like with an italian mm-hmm. accent that might sound correct yeah <laughs> it's it spelled l-u-c-i-g-n-o-l-o but yeah,
1: i that think that they were saying sounds... Lucian Yolo Lucianiolo. that sounds kind of right
0: um but i can see why they would change that for the american version this is Lampa. yeah to
1: leonardo the, yes. <laughs> the most this... italian name americans could <laughs> <Yes>. think of
0: well <laughs> again i think they did that to match the lip movements because Leonardo mm. kind of matches with Lucio,
1: Yeah, especially if they're speaking really fast in Italian. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. But this is Lampwick or Candlewick, depending on your translation of the book. Right. So uh, why they didn't just call him Lampwick or Candlewick, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they just thought it was too weird of a name. I, whatever. But also in the book, they say his real name is Romeo. So they could have called him that instead of making up a whole new name. The Candlewick thing is a nickname because of how tall and skinny he is. Right. But in the, in the American version, he's played by Topher Grace.
1: Another classic, 2002. <laughs> yes.
0: The, the, the whole cast is like, so 2002. <laughs>
1: wow.
0: It's this such a weird cast. There's even more weird casting choices coming up later on. Mm-hmm. Even weirder than the ones we've already had. But yeah, this guy is played by another adult. Like I said, all adults are played by children yeah i don't know why this one weirds me out even more than pinocchio oh really just because he's like weirdly hot (laughs) 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 it's like why (laughs) this is so weird and
1: he's yeah you're right he's like this generically handsome italian guy for yeah yeah. he's
0: like a ken doll or something but he's he acts like a little kid especially like this trying to scarf down the lollipop it's just weird but the whole movie is weird so it fits right in (laughs) But there's also this thing with, like, he loves tangerine lollipops, which is, I don't think that was in the book at all. And this whole thing mm-hmm. about him having, like, he was jailed for stealing lollipops, none of that is in the book. It's just weird. And also, the thing that he says about the lollipops is changed from the American and the Italian, because in the American version, he says that tangerine is the flavor of paradise. But in the Italian version, he just says the tangerine lollipops flavor is out of this world.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so I... I don't know. (laughs) Another weird change. And then he talks about he stole all the lollipops from a shop and the police confiscated them. But he suspects that they kept them for themselves. And I think that's supposed to explain why the judge was eating a lollipop earlier. And then also the jailer is eating a lollipop. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess that could be why. It's as good as an explanation as any.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But then he gets released and Pinocchio was given a dinner of pear peels. Again, none of that is in the book. I think it's a callback to the scene with the pair at the beginning, but I don't know why. Hmm. And then in here, you have one brief scene of Geppetto out searching for Pinocchio at night. And then I think that's supposed to be like a time jump, because apparently four months pass while he's in jail. And then that's when they start freeing all the criminals. And in this version, they say it's because the king of Grab a Dimwit had a son. So, I don't know. <laughs> So Pinocchio goes back to the fairy, but finds a gravestone where her house once stood with a sign saying that she died of a broken heart because of Pinocchio's disappearance. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. And this is similar to the book, but they've left out a huge chunk. Mm-hmm. Because look, the book is so weird. He, When he's going back, he finds a giant serpent with flaming eyes and a tail that smoked like a chimney. And he can't get past it until he falls in the mud and the snake thinks it's so funny, it bursts out laughing and then bursts an artery and dies instantly.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) that is kind of funny. This is what I'm talking about, the Looney Tunes version. It would work.
0: It really would. It really would. And after that, he goes and he tries to steal grapes from a farm and gets caught in a trap. And they take this scene, sort of, and put it later on in the movie. But in the book, he is admonished by a glow worm for stealing. And then the farmer who finds him puts him to work guarding the chicken coop as a watchdog because his dog had just died. And then he catches a pack of weasels stealing chickens, and these weasels try to bribe him with the chickens because apparently for years they had been bribing the farmer's dog with chickens, which is why they've been getting away with stealing chickens all this Mm -hmm. time. And Pinocchio refuses this bribe, calls the farmer, and the farmer is so thankful for his honesty that he lets him go free.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. that's how you would frame my dog by the way he loves chicken
0: (laughs) so yeah that's they cut all that stuff out and this is where he goes back to the fairy's house and there he meets in the book it's a pigeon in the movie it's a dove but pigeons and doves are kind of the same thing anyways just Mm -hmm. different breeds and it's voiced by queen latifah
1: oh really (laughs) at this point i was watching in italian so i missed that it's a male in italian Oh, <laughs> so interesting.
0: I'd... Yeah, yeah, that's very right. whatever, who cares? <laughs> very 2002. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so in the book, the stove tells him that Geppetto is on his way to America to search for him. And she carries him to the ocean on her back because he's just a tiny puppet. But here he's a grown adult, so he just follows her all the way to the ocean. Mm-hmm. And when he gets to the ocean, he sees Geppetto rowing across the sea and calls out to him just as it capsizes and disappears under the waves. So he jumps in to save him, but he gets swept away too. And this is where the book kind of diverges. He wakes up on a small island, I think. in the, I think it's an island in the book. Here, it's not really explained exactly where this is. And he's starving. But in the book, depending on the version, like in my version, I think he just talks to a dolphin by the shore. But I think in a different translation the dolphin carries him to shore so Mm -hmm. i'm not sure how accurate my version is it's supposed to be on a bridge but who knows by the way there's a dolphin here that gives him directions on how to find the land of the busy bees Mm -hmm. and how a dolphin knows directions on land is not explained
1: sure (laughs) yeah i guess that's a good point (laughs) (laughs) also at this point just too many lands too many places to go the you know like come on guys what's happening Uh
0: And there's more coming, so. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The dolphin also tells him about the terrible shark, which is the first indication of this thing that's coming later.
1: Yeah, I wonder if that will come into play, this terrible shark.
0: Yeah, it's not really foreshadowed in the movie, I don't think. But in the book, it's foreshadowed two or three times before it actually happens. And that's another thing that can potentially change between translations because apparently the, the word for shark can also be the same word for dogfish. So different translations will say terrible dogfish or terrible shark. So then different movie versions will have either a terrible shark or a terrible dogfish. And then the Disney version even threw a wrench in that by having Monstro the whale. So now there are versions with whales instead of sharks or dogfish. So just it can be whatever giant undersea creature you want to have because some just make up a monster. Hmm. So this this dolphin also speculates that Geppetto might have been eaten by this terrible shark because it's been wreaking havoc around these parts for the last week or so. So at this point, Pinocchio goes into town, and this is similar to the book. He finds a lady and offers to carry her water jugs in exchange for some food and is shocked to discover it's actually the fairy. However, in the book, he's shocked to discover that it's the fairy because she's old now. <laughs> she's old enough to be his mother.
1: Yeah, and in this, in this movie, she's just the same lady the whole time. Yes. As in most versions of it, I would say. Maybe the Did the Guillermo del Toro version change uh, the appearance of the fairy at certain points? No, but it,
0: split, it sort of split her role into two in The Sisters of Life and Death.
1: Oh, yeah, that's the right. Woods, that's what the I'm wood thinking of.
0: Yeah. So the Guillermo del Toro version did its own weird thing. Certainly. Which I actually love how weird the Guillermo del Toro version is. That's like one of my favorite versions of Pinocchio because it's so strange and beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
0: But yeah, after this point in the book, she basically becomes like a mother to him as opposed to his sister because of her age, I guess. And right. it again, it's never explained why she's aged or if she even actually died because he found a gravestone. But I think in the book when he asks if she was dead, she says it doesn't appear so. So so I don't know. <laughs> the fairy is just weird so he is going to live with her now and she makes him start going to school and the whole thing with the school is different from the book and in the movie it's similar here when he runs into a group of boys who have his hat which they found on the beach he wants it back and a fight breaks out and one of the boys gets hit in the head and he says he's dying and collapses and then Pinocchio is arrested but he escapes immediately And a lot of this does happen in the book, but they've cut out a big chunk because Pinocchio lived with the fairy for a while, like a long time. And these kids were not just random kids, they were his friends. He was like popular at school, but he was warned about the kind of company he was keeping and that all of these kids were not good company to be keeping. And he was told that these boys were going to get him in trouble someday, which is what led to the thing with the book.
3: Hmm.
0: And then we get... In the movie, we get the scene from earlier in the wrong place, because in the book, he runs away and dives into the sea. But in the movie, he jumps over a fence and gets caught in a bear trap and is taken away by the farmer to replace his watchdog. Except in this version, there are no weasels. It's Leonardo or Lampwick again. Mm-hmm. And he's also stealing chickens like the weasels for some reason.
1: <laughs> well, okay. he's just an all-around bad boy hooligan, right? So Yes, yes
0: and he also frees pinocchio he the, pinocchio doesn't rat him out and the farmer frees him out of happiness lampwick just frees him or leonardo just frees him and lets him go and then he gets they'd get chased off and then from where we left off in the book with him escaping the police after the thing with the book they also cut out a huge chunk of stuff he gets chased by a dog who is sent to hunt him down but then he saves the dog from drowning so the dog lets him go and then pinocchio gets caught by a green fisherman okay (laughs) he's just he's like described as so ugly he could be mistaken for a sea monster just a green guy i don't know and this guy tries to eat pinocchio so maybe that's where they got the thing with manju fuoco trying to eat him i don't know
1: Mm, okay yeah sure maybe just shuffle things around a little
0: maybe But the dog that he'd earlier saved from drowning finds him getting cooked and saves him. And then you also have a scene with an old man who tells him about the boy that was injured by the book earlier, and he says he recovered, so he's fine. So Pinocchio decides to go home now, and at the fairy's house, he is met by a snail who we've never met before. She just randomly has a snail friend now, and the, the house is four stories high, so the snail can't let him in very fast. And it takes her nine hours to get from the top floor <laughs> to the floor, to the ground floor. And Pinocchio is so mad that it's taking her so long, he kicks a hole in the door. And there's a line in the book that I really like about how long it took the snail. It, it basically says something like, it took her exactly nine hours to go from the fourth floor to the street. How she must have raced.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so none of this is in the movie. No. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but I, like you said this would be a good cartoon
1: <laughs> oh it would be great i can see it in my head but what is the last thing you've mentioned that was actually in the movie i think i lost track of it they, the they last have...
0: the last thing was when they shuffled things around and they're ne- they escaped from the farm
1: right okay yeah, yeah. and the shark the shark hasn't come into play yet right no
0: no that's no. still a while a ways off
1: both in the movie and the book yeah oh okay all right. I thought we were getting close to the end of the movie. I guess it was that was just hopeful thinking.
0: <laughs> well, we sort of are. I mean, we're making headway. There's yeah, still, that's true. There's still some weird stuff to come, but yeah, this this is where things start sort of coming back together. But it makes more sense in the book. <laughs> like, it, mm-hmm. for as weird as it is, it makes more sense in the book because in between the scene with the book and getting back home to the ferry. He's had a ton of terrible things happen to him, and he is very repentant for how he used to behave. And then he behaves himself for the whole rest of the year. Like there's, He lives with the fairy again for the rest of the year. And after this point, she says, now he has learned his lesson and offers to turn him human. But in the movie, it basically makes no sense because this kid got injured, he ran away, got caught, and then came back. He did hmm. not have time to learn any lessons. It's but <laughs> she says he's learned his lesson and offers to turn him human. And then you have a scene with a party that's not from the book. In the book, there is going to be a party, but Pinocchio is sent out to deliver invitations to the party. And he can't find his best friend, Lampwick, Candlewick, Romeo, Yolo, <laughs> <Lucianiolo, laughs> Leonardo, all the many names that he could have. He cannot find him. And I think at this point is the first mention of this character in the book. Like he has not been in the book at all before this, but he's been in the movie for at least the two scenes earlier. So I guess they just kind of wanted to seed him out through the story. So it makes more sense that this is his best friend because it says he's his best friend in the book, but you've never met him until this point. There's a lot of things in the book that you kind of feel like he was making it up as he went and he never went back to edit anything. Hmm. So when Pinocchio finds him, he tells him that he can't come to his party because he's leaving at midnight for the Land of Toys. Or as the American version calls it, Fun Forever Land. <laughs> <laughs> I just started laughing at how ridiculous that I mean, the Land of Toys is ridiculous in itself. In the Italian version, it's Playland. But it's just mm-hmm. so much stranger just to call it Fun Forever Land. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like even just go with the Disney version. Call it Pleasure Island. That makes so much more sense than fun forever land.
1: <laughs> Playland is perfectly fine too. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, it is. But it sounds, you know what? It sounds like what they were doing with the whole thing. They're just punching it up. You know, They're like it has to be more than just that. You know, we want we want a little extra here. Uh-huh. To just go with a ridiculous name.
0: Yeah. And a lot of this is similar to the book until it comes time to leave. Because at midnight. When the stagecoach arrives, the donkeys that are pulling the stagecoach are described as being all different colors, some with stripes, and they're all wearing human shoes, which is like the first clue that something weird is going on here. And the one that Pinocchio tries to ride keeps kicking him off. But the coach, this is going to be another R-rated thing. The coachman goes down and bites off the donkey's ears (laughs) and forces him to carry Pinocchio. And as they're going, Pinocchio hears a whispering voice warning him to get out of here. Don't come with us. But he can't tell who's talking. The only thing he notices is that the donkey is crying. (laughs) So, yeah, they have every version has really sanitized this from the book.
1: Mm -hmm. This is about when they start turning into donkeys, right? Another kind of famous Pinocchio scene, I think, thanks to the Disney version largely yeah yeah because it's so scary and harrowing in the Disney version especially for kids but I have to say the moment in this movie that's one of my least favorite the most you know I had such a hard time enduring the moment when they look at each other Pinocchio and this handsome lamp wick guy (laughs) and they're just like laughing at each other and it just goes on forever and I'm just like what is going on this is not funny it's not fun I think yeah, that's a was...
0: case of them trying to stick too close to the book because in the book they look at their ears and laugh until they cry.
1: Mm,
0: so right. I think they were just kind of sticking to that. But they've also changed a whole bunch of this, anyways, because the cricket is not in this scene in the book. He meets, mm-hmm. depending on your translation, either a marmot or a dormouse.
1: Right. <laughs> so, okay, but, but just it's also with the cricket again. It's so different in a book, though, because you can write it in one sentence, like they laugh until they cry. You don't have to experience it with these two adults, like laughing and, and for for minutes at a time. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely know. one of my least favorite parts of the movie. Yeah, and and at this point, the movie has been going on for a while, so I had little patience for it. Well, it could have gone on even longer because this
0: scene in the book takes five months.
1: <laughs> oh boy,
0: <laughs> they live at the at the land of toys for five months before they turn into donkeys. Yeah. So they've really shortened the timeline. I think it's only like a day or two here. But yeah, long story short, they turn into donkeys, which everyone knows is coming. So in the book, yeah, they start laughing till they can, cr- they are crying, and then they can no longer stand up, and they fully turn into donkeys. At which point, the coachman comes to collect them. And in the movie, Leonardo turns first, and then the cricket comes back and tells Pinocchio that it's too late for him. He lost a chance to become a real boy, and now he'll be a donkey, only good for pulling a cart. Then he leaves, and the movie leaves out a good chunk of time where Pinocchio and Lampwick get separated. Lampwick gets sold to a farmer to replace his donkey who had just died, which seems to be a recurring thing in the book. Like replacing an animal that just died. Mhm and Pinocchio gets sold to a circus which you see in the movie and he trains for months to learn all the tricks that the ringmaster wants him to perform and that's where we pick back up in the movie they just cut out that whole chunk of time with Pinocchio performing at the circus <laughs> and you probably wouldn't have gotten this since you're at this point watching in Italian but the ringmaster is voiced by Regis Philbin
1: Oh, wow. That's very 2002. Wow.
0: so random.
1: It's so weird. And it's such a recognizable voice, too. He does a, a tiny bit of an
0: accent, too. So I didn't remember right away that it was Regis Philbin. I had to look it up, and I was like, oh, wow.
1: Oh, really? He puts on an accent? That's even better.
0: It's not as good as Kevin James, but... He's, sure. He makes his voice slightly less Regis Philbiny.
1: Yeah, well, you know, Kevin James is one of our greatest talents. Of course it's not <laughs> as good as him.
0: But then, like in the book and movie, he sees the fairy sadly watching him at the circus. And at this point, he's too sad to perform well and ends up hurting himself. I don't think that they explain it in the American version. I think they do in the Italian version. But he breaks his leg. Like, he tries to jump through a, a ring and breaks his leg and in the movie the ringmaster says he's no good if he's limping and they should just throw him into the ocean in the book they decide to sell him and the person who wants him wants a skin for his drum so he decides to kill him by drowning him in the ocean because that it says that something like he he's too tender-hearted or something like he, he thinks it'll be kinder to drown him than to just straight up kill him which does Sure. Seem well, okay. <laughs> a kinder way to kill someone, <laughs> but whatever. And in the movie, the fairy follows them to the ocean and saves him magically. In the book, after he's thrown into the ocean, he is eaten alive by a school of fish. <laughs> All right. And when when the buyer goes to pull up the donkey corpse, he finds the puppet version of Pinocchio because apparently he was just a wooden puppet instead of a skeleton inside the donkey.
1: <laughs> that is that is kind of cool, actually. It's another thing that would look really cool in my Luigi's version. It'd yeah. be a great gag.
0: Yeah. This is another thing that I don't, at least as far as the versions I've seen so far, I don't think I have seen this yet. Nobody wants to show Pinocchio getting eaten alive by a school of fish. <laughs> So then in the book, this guy is upset that he doesn't get the skin that he bought the donkey for, and he wants his money back. So he takes Pinocchio into town to sell him for firewood, and Pinocchio then escapes from him and jumps into the sea. And then he swims across the ocean until he comes to a rock in the middle of nowhere. And then up on the rock, he sees a blue-haired goat beckoning him to come to her, which this is obviously the fairy, but before he can make his way to her, he's eaten by the shark. So they have really shortened that up and just made her be a human this whole time. They just skipped everything and had the fairy save him and then watch in human form as he is eaten by what appears to be a megalodon. (laughs) Because this thing is not the size of a shark. It is literally the size of a whale. And then in the book, Pinocchio meets a tuna inside the shark. In the movie, he pretends to be a tuna, which is, okay... (laughs) In the book, he has a tearful, happy reunion with Geppetto, but in the movie, when he finds Geppetto, the reason he pretends to be a tuna is because he overhears Geppetto talking about what a terrible son he has, and he only reveals himself to be Pinocchio when Geppetto says that he loves him in spite of everything that he's done. Mm -hmm. And in the book, it's explained that he's been living in this shark for two years because After he got eaten, the shark also swallowed a well-stocked boat, and he's been living off the supplies. But at this point, he has literally just used up the last of everything that was on this boat, and as soon as his last candle goes out, he will have nothing.
1: And at this point, it's kind of, well... I don't know if it's worse in the book or in the movie or whatever, but in all versions at this point, I'm like, hard to believe Geppetto would. I guess he's just had such a rough time that he is just happy to (laughs) see his son, but like, why would he? His son is terrible. It's just gotten him in worse and worse situations.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I guess love is blind. Father's love. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, father's love, a mother's love, it's unconditional.
0: (laughs) But, They've changed this somewhat from the book because Pinocchio wants to escape. And in the movie, he tries to make Geppetto follow him by snatching his wig and taunting him with it. But then the shark sneezes them out randomly. And in the book, it's explained that the shark is very old and suffers from asthma and heart problems. (laughs) 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 And he sleeps with his mouth open. So they climb up and are going to escape pretty easily. But then when the shark sneezes, it swallows them again so then they have to climb out much more carefully and pinocchio then carries geppetto on his back and they swim away from the shark safely pinocchio is swimming them across the ocean but geppetto is not doing well and pinocchio can't swim very fast with geppetto on his back but then they find the tuna that he met inside the shark again and then he takes them to shore and in the book after they make it back to shore geppetto is so weak he can barely walk so pinocchio says they need to go and find help and they don't get very far before they come on the fox and the cat again, who have basically fallen to abject poverty. The fox had to sell his tail for some reason, and the hmm. cat had been pretending to be blind for so long in order to garner sympathy from people and beg for money that he actually became blind. And uh, now... Another
1: lesson about not lying. <laughs> yes. <wine. laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. And now they're basically just begging for money and food, and they recognize Pinocchio, but he has no mercy on them and leaves them behind.
1: And As then, he would the <laughs> psychopath.
0: <laughs> and then he comes to a small hut where they find the cricket again, who tells them that a blue goat just gave him this hut yesterday and then left forever, bleeding sadly to herself that she would never see Pinocchio again. And Pinocchio is very <laughs> upset at this and starts crying, but realizes that he needs to care for Geppetto, and he makes him a bed and asks the cricket how he can get milk for Geppetto. And then this is where the book and movie start sort of coming back together. The movie skips everything after they escape the shark, and they make it all the Mm -hmm. way back to their hometown. But Geppetto is so weak that he can barely walk. And in the American version, he tells Pinocchio that he needs to go find a farmer that he knows and do donkey work in order to earn him some milk, which is not what he says in the Italian version. (laughs) I don't know why they phrased it like this. That's so weird. In the Italian version, he tells him to go and see if he'll let you sweat a little in exchange for some milk. And then in the American version, this farmer is played by Jim Belushi.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love that. (laughs) Man, I kind of wish I had seen the American version just for that.
0: (laughs) Again, so very 2002.
1: Yeah, definitely. So he
0: earns milk for Geppetto and also... A penny and buys a lollipop for himself. I, I'm not sure what the lollipop is for. And the farmer mentions that he has a donkey, but that he's overworked him and he's sick now. There's, <laughs> the, the the there seems to be a thing with farmers having animals that die.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: And this whole thing is similar enough to the book that I. I won't go over the minor differences, but ultimately he ends up discovering that this farmer's donkey is Lampwick or Leonardo. In the movie, they have a tearful reunion with Pinocchio giving him a lick of his favorite lollipop flavor, the tangerine. And in the book, Lampwick just reveals who he is and dies instantly. Hmm. Here, hmm. They, they they try to make it this emotional thing with Pinocchio giving him a lick of his tangerine lollipop. And he says, the flavor of paradise in the American version, and then dies. In Italian, he just whispers, out of this world, and dies. Either way, it's very weird. And from this point on, I'm, let's just talk about the movie for now, because the book is completely different. <laughs> so in the movie, it it seems like only a few days are passing here. Geppetto seems to start doing a bit better, and after Pinocchio has worked himself to the point of exhaustion, earning milk, and then the fairy and Medoro arrive in the Maestron carriage again, And the fairy basically tells him that he's made it. And if he continues down this road, he'll know great happiness. And then he notices that the cricket is with her for some reason. And then they all leave. Then you have a scene similar to the beginning of the movie with Midoro Mm -hmm. stopping the carriage because he wants the fairy to make it daytime again.
1: And there's this whole thing where he needs glasses and she tells him that, that he has to wear glasses or something like that. I didn't quite understand that joke. I don't either. <laughs> All right. it, They've, add, they've added it
0: to this. I don't know what the point of it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. But she, they're leaving now, and she makes a remark about Pinocchio being such a beautiful puppet. And then suddenly Pinocchio and Geppetto are in a new home,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and Geppetto has actual hair instead of a wig.
1: Yeah, or a much better wig, at least.
0: <laughs> it's probably actual hair. We'll get to what happens in the book.
1: Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> so it's great. probably
0: actual hair. And Pinocchio asks why everything is different. And Geppetto tells him that when naughty children change, they have the power to change everything around them with joy and serenity. And then mm-hmm. Pinocchio asks where the puppet is. And you see his lifeless, but still human looking body <laughs> lying, lying across the room.
1: Which is what I was trying to mention before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is probably my favorite shot in the whole movie. And it's just so, I would have not thought of the fact that turns into a boy he's Puppet body would still exist, it wouldn't transform, especially because he's looked like a human the whole time. Yes. And now he just looks like a dead human on a chair.
0: Yeah. And I had forgotten, but that actually happens in the book. He has oh, the puppet really? body is left behind when he becomes a human.
1: Oh, so, okay.
0: I guess that's true to the book, but it's just so weird in this version because he's a human. This yeah, because movie. he does he does <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> such a bizarre choice.
0: Yeah, so then the movie ends with him getting some books and going to school, mm-hmm. and there's like a shadow of his puppet version following him when he leaves, and then when he gets to school, the shadow leaves him and chases the butterfly from the beginning of the movie, right, out of the city, and then kind that's
1: of a thing end. of like his, you know, he's got he's become a good boy, but he his mischievous side still exists somehow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But like I said, the book is completely different. In the book, after Lampwick dies, Pinocchio keeps on working for months for this farmer to earn milk for Geppetto, who's getting better very slowly. I guess this farmer literally must only pay in milk. And I don't think they ever go back home either. They live in this little shack with the cricket for the rest of the book as well. And you saw a little bit of this in the movie with Pinocchio starting to learn to weave baskets. But in the book... He that becomes a thing that he does to earn money because he's not earning money from this job with the farmer. He's only earning milk. But in the movie, he talks about buying a jacket for Geppetto. But in the book, it's literally to keep them from starving. He's learning to be a basket maker so he can actually earn money for food.
3: Hmm.
0: So, yeah. Eventually, he's earning enough money through this basket business that he's doing well enough that he can afford a secondhand book. And then at night after he gets done with his jobs, he starts learning to read and write And he keeps earning money until he's saved up to buy a new suit. And then he goes into town and meets the snail again from earlier in the book that was never in the movie. And the snail tells him that the fairy is in the hospital, but she has no money and she's extremely sick and dying. (laughs) (laughs) So Pinocchio gives her all the money that he'd saved for a new suit and tells her to give it to the fairy. And Hmm. he tells her that he's going to go back and earn more money for the fairy. So the snail should meet him back there in a few days and he'd give her some more money. And then there was a line in the book that I really liked. The the snail, much against her usual habit, began to run like a lizard under the hot summer sun. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, so
1: she could run after all.
0: (laughs) So then Pinocchio goes home and he works until midnight and makes double his usual amount of baskets. And then when he finally falls asleep, he dreams of the fairy. And in the dream, the fairy forgives all his misdeeds because he's taking care of his elderly sick father. He's He's learned how to become an actual productive member of society. He's a good boy now. She tells him to keep doing so well and he will be happy. And then at that moment, he wakes up and discovers that he has become a real boy. And he finds a new suit waiting for him. And there's a purse in the pocket containing all the money that he'd given to the snail. And there's a note thanking him for his kind heart. And then he runs to find his father. And Geppetto is now years younger. So he is de-aged. That's why I said that this is, probably is real hair in this in the movie version because he's actually much younger now. Hmm. Then you get like roughly the same speech that the movie Geppetto gave him about bad boys becoming good. And then you actually do see the wooden marionette version of him left behind. And then that's where the book ends.
1: All right. We made it. You made it. You've seen I don't know how many versions of Pinocchio.
0: I've seen so many, but this is the one I probably watched the most at this
1: point. (laughs) I'm sorry about that. (laughs) This is probably not the best one to watch that it's intensely not, but i
0: actually like it now <laughs> well, i like i like the italian version like okay. i probably will never watch the american version again it's horrible
1: no i wouldn't i would never it's not even it's not even one of those that i would like so bad that it's funny to or, or fun to watch really it's just bad it's just cringy the, the yeah. dialogue is so cringy yeah
0: but it's like even though it's it's not like great, and the Pinocchio is weird. There's a lot of weird stuff in this movie. Mm-hmm. It still has a sort of weird charm to it, like with the Italian language. I don't know. It just sounds nice. I don't know. Sure, I like yeah. I like it a lot better than I thought I would. Like I don't. It's pro- it's not like a favorite movie or anything, but I like right. it a lot more than I thought I was
1: going to. I think you're probably right. It's not in Italian. It's it's not a great movie it doesn't quite fully work but it's interesting and weird it's not mm-hmm. a disaster the way that it is in in english it's which is a complete disaster that you can't even watch like a single scene without <laughs> cringing like you were saying and wanting to turn the thing off yeah
0: yeah no the first the first watch through i was like this is horrible i don't know how the Italian version could even save this.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then it makes a lot more sense in Italian with the subtitles. And I'm mm-hmm. not even one of those people. Like with the anime, you have people who are like firmly subs versus right. dubs and that whole controversy. I don't really care. Like I, if a version has a good dub, I prefer a good dub. Mm-hmm. But if it's something like this, give me the subtitles. Right. Because it's so much yeah, It's better. a terrible dub. <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes so much more sense with the subtitles and it just, it sounds better. Just their voices sound more natural. The Having this middle-aged guy with Meyer's American voice coming out of his mouth is yeah. so weird. It's, a it's a lot. so strange. <laughs> but yeah, this is, I, I've seen a lot of bad Pinocchios. This is not one of the worst if you watch it in Italian. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's good to know. If you're watching it in American, it is one of the worst. But in mm-hmm. Italian... I weirdly kind of like it now.
1: All right. Well, it um, I'm I'm glad you invited me to be on this, uh, more than one version of Pinocchio since we did AI, which is, you know, yeah. loosely inspired, but, but definitely one of my favorite movies, like like we spoke, like uh-huh. I talked about in that episode. And now one of uh, <laughs> probably my <laughs> least favorite movies. I don't know. No, nah, it's probably not even that, but something very different from AI, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, this is... I'm glad we did this one. Like I had wanted to do an Italian version and this is one that i would had in the back of my mind. I wasn't really planning on doing this one with this. Like I had planned out all the ones that I've done so far. And I think the reason that I chose to do this one is because when we did AI, you were asking me, are you going to do an Italian version? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking at that point, well, I probably would in the future, but maybe not now. But once you said that, I was like, you know what? I probably should. Cause this is an Italian story. Mm -hmm. I should do one that's like an authentically Italian version. Mm -hmm. And there were actually two choices because the the guy who played Pinocchio in this one did a second version Mm -hmm. like two years ago, I think.
1: You think 2019, yeah. Where he
0: plays Geppetto.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Very recently. Yeah, which I'm also curious about. And I think... If I am remember correctly, it's directed by Matteo Garone, who is a very prestigious Italian director who usually makes very serious dramas about the mob and things like that. And so this that Pinocchio movie is a big um, departure for him. And it looks very visually striking with some very interesting effects and makeup. And I think it even got a couple of Oscar nominations, I want to say. Um. Yeah, it got nominated, I think, for costumes and makeup, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. that up, which makes it very interesting. Yeah, just looking at the stills, you see that the, the Pinocchio in that movie looks very much like a puppet with some mm-hmm. pretty cool makeup um, effects. And, yeah, Bernini yeah. plays the praise Geppetto in it, which I think it's interesting casting, you know, given his history with the character. Yeah. Well,
0: I'm. I still want to do this one. So if I next time I get back to Pinocchio, maybe you and I should do this one and see if he redeems himself with this <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> Just from the one trailer that I watched, this one looks good. The 2019 Yeah,
1: one. I think it got pretty good reviews, so.
0: Yeah, so yeah. I think it will be a far better film. It may not be as memorable, at least for the reasons why the 20, 2002 one was memorable, but I think as a film, I think it will be a much better film.
1: Yeah, that's for sure.
0: Well, that is... The last of my Pinocchio for this year, I guess. I don't think I will get back to Pinocchio for a while, but Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I'm glad we did the ones that we did because this one, even though I wasn't planning on it, it's probably one of my favorite episodes. Actually, I think both of the ones that we did, plus the Gear Model Tour version, are some of the best podcasts I've done. (laughs) They're like, oh, great. I, I don't know. This is, I don't know what it is about Pinocchio. It wasn't one that I was like super into, but. I think it's just the fact that it can be reinterpreted so many weird ways Yeah, that it's just so interesting to see how many different ways it can be taken. And then it's been taken in some really good ways, too, which is like the Gear Mm -hmm. World Terminal version and AI, sort of. Mm -hmm. They're some of my favorites now both even, the movies and the podcast that we've made so
1: yeah and even the disney version is a reinterpretation of it in so many ways as well yeah. it's so different so yeah so I, I hear what you're saying and and certainly i'm very uh honored to have been invited to be part of, of these episodes and i had a lot of fun uh recording them so thank you
0: yeah well thank you for joining me and for suggesting that i do an italian version because i would have saved this for the future if you hadn't have said that because i had like I wanted to do this one but I didn't think I was going to get to it but I made an mm-hmm. actual effort when you wondered about doing an Italian version so I'm glad oh, wow. that you I'm glad that you mentioned that and came on for this one.
1: I'm glad it worked out the way it did, because you could have easily hated me for suggesting <laughs> this and then making you watch this. <laughs> no,
0: I've gotten to the point where even if I hate a movie, like if I'm doing a podcast, I like talking about bad movies now. Yeah, <laughs> I well, think it's sometimes more fun than talking about a good one.
1: And especially one, if they're so bizarre as this yes. one, right?
0: Yes, that's what made this one so much more fun was because it was just like, what on earth am I watching so many times? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that will probably be the end of this episode until the next time. I'm not sure what we'll do next, but I'll I'll probably have you back before we do another Pinocchio episode. We'll have to talk about something else.
1: Sure. Um, yeah, I'm always uh, happy to be a guest in this show.
0: Okay, well, we will have to talk about that. But until then, do you want to let people know where they can find you if they want more from you?
1: Yeah, of course. You can find me on Twitter at CocoHitsNY. And also you can find me on my own podcast, which I co-host with a film critic Rachel Wagner, who I am sure must have been a guest on this show at some point, right? Yes. Yeah. And she'll
0: be on here next month too, because we're going to be doing hallmark versions of The Nutcracker.
1: (laughs) Oh, wow. Great. Yeah, that's her specialty. Okay, perfect. So listeners will be familiar with Rachel. We have a podcast called The Criterion Project, where we talk about movies in the Criterion Channel or Criterion Collection. Um, Comes out every two weeks, and it's a lot of fun. So you can check that out wherever you get uh, podcasts.
0: Okay. Well, until next time. All right. Thanks.